I think I changed my logo, business name, colors, portfolio website like four, five times before I realized that it's actually not even important. Welcome to the Profitable Graphic Designer Podcast. My name is Katie Sandel, and this episode was brought to you by Aventive Academy, an online business education platform that helps brand, graphic, and web designers get more clients, increase their pricing, and build a profitable design business. We have online programs, courses, and templates that you can use, and you can find out more about starting and growing your freelance design business at aventiveacademy.com. In today's episode, I want to talk about branding, but branding your own design business, because we often talk about building brands for your clients and your clients' businesses, but we never talk about branding your own design business. So here are a few things I want to mention, and that is that your clients don't really care much about your own brand. And before you start thinking, oh my God, that's not, that's not correct. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, hear me out. So as designers, we tend to pay a lot of attention to visuals of our brand, like someone else's brand, even things like how someone is dressed, if those colors match. We always look into fonts on people's shirts and so on. But what we don't realize is that other people don't do that. And yes, even though they're looking for design services from you, they will you know, look into your logo and your website, but they will not, and, and your colors, but they will not pay too much attention to it because they care about the things that they will get from you. And yes, you can showcase your design skills through your own brand, but they want to see your portfolio. Now, I'm not saying that your logo and your website and your colors, your fonts are not important. They absolutely are. And again, your clients will look into them, but will not pay attention. They will not pay too much attention. You know, they, they didn't come to your website to be like, hmm, is her logo good or his logo and things like that. They will not analyze your own brand. Now, there are so many things that go into your brand. Here I'm talking about visual identity mostly. You know, brand is not a logo. Logo is here just to identify a business. Brand is not, you know, colors. A brand is everything that you do, either that's internally or externally. Everything that involves, like everything that's included in in one business, that's a brand. <laughs> and I don't want to go deeper into the definition of what brand is, but basically... In this episode, I want to talk about visuals such as, you know, logos, colors, your website, and so on. And that's because a lot of designers pay too much attention to their own logo. I remember designing my own logo for months, even maybe even years. I would constantly try to improve it or make changes. And I would constantly change my colors, change fonts, especially colors. <laughs> At first I had, I don't know, it was like pink and something that I loved. Then I changed it to blue. Then I changed it to purple. That now it's pink and gold and green and whatnot. But the truth is that the, the reality is that 
clients, they, they don't care about your own logo. I mean, if you look into Pentagram, which is the most famous design agency, their logo is just a typography logo, red, that's it, like nothing. It's in red color and just a random typography. I mean, it looks good, right? It looks professional and it's important that your logo and your full visual identity, your brand board, like everything looks very professional, but it doesn't have to be too creative. It doesn't have to be creative at all because your clients will not hire you based on your logo. They will not hire you based on your colors nor your fonts. They will hire you based on your portfolio or based on the results you can provide to them. Now, how do you design your own logo? Your logo needs to look very simple, like something that's, you know, easy to, maybe not even like easy to recognize, but like easy to read. It's clear that it's the name of your company or it, or if it's your own brand, if you're a freelancer, solopreneur, it just needs to be easy to read and something that doesn't distract people from uh, from the rest of the website or from the rest of, you know, from list of your services or from your portfolio. So it, it doesn't take them away. So it doesn't have to be, it, it shouldn't be, not that it doesn't have to be, it shouldn't be super complex. It shouldn't be complex at all. It shouldn't have too many details, maybe even just a typography that says whatever uh, name of your design business is. And that's it. Maybe a simple tagline, it really, that's really not necessary. When it comes to colors, you need to think about who your ideal client is and you need to stop focusing on what colors you like and what is that is going to attract you because we are here to, you know, to, to focus on the ideal client and really get clients and create something that they will resonate with. So if your ideal client is a man who is starting a restaurant, he will not be attracted to something that's pink, yellow, and I don't know, bright purple, <laughs> because those colors are too girly. And I'm not saying here that we have like a girly and how how would you say like manly colors, like, you know, like boy and girl, you know, like pink and blue. But I'm just saying that your brand really needs to resonate with your ideal clients. For example, my ideal clients are wellness product-based businesses. And most of the time, those are luxury product-based businesses. So they have lots of money. And so in my brand, we include, it is like pink, but it's not like a baby pink. It's in between like pink and purple. And it does look really healthy and really strong. And then we have green and green especially works really well with wellness product-based businesses, with wellness any businesses because it's so like natural. And then we have gold because as mentioned, those are luxury brands. So it's really important that you think about the psychology of colors and their meanings when using those colors for your own brand. Now, when it comes to your website, your website is important. I know that there are so many designers that don't have their own websites and they focus on social media, maybe posting on Instagram, Behance, Pinterest, and whatnot. But your own website is, that's your own platform that will never go away. And it's somewhere where you can put, you can use your terms and you can 
have your rules. You can have you can be so flexible when you have your own website because you can include whatever you want and you can exclude whatever you want as well. On your homepage, you would really focus on the results your clients can get from you. Then you would have about page where you would talk about the services you provide and also the goals and results your clients can get too as well. And you would talk about yourself or about your team. What is that that you guys do? Then you can have you know, services page where you can go into the details and maybe, you know, maybe even have pricing on your website or at least like starting points. And then blog, blog is really important for SEO so people can, for search engine optimization, so people can find you while Googling for graphic designers. And then contact page, again, you can have your own form. So, you know, I don't want (laughs) to talk about how important your website is, but it's really, really important to have your own website. If you look into any professional design agency, they all have their own websites. So why shouldn't you have one? Now, when it comes to your website, again, you want very simple fonts so that people can easily read them. There are people who can't read all the fonts. And there are people who, you know, need to, there are people who wear glasses, there are older people, there are younger people, you have to really be careful with choosing the right fonts for your website. And if you're not a web designer, I highly recommend hiring one to help you build your website and the web developer to help you develop that website. So design and development for your own website, because they will have the best recommendation of, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And then you would implement your colors that you previously developed and, you know, defined based on the psychology of colors and their meanings. Of course, you don't have to always go into the details of what each color means, but they just have to have sense for your ideal client. Again, here we are not talking about selecting colors that you love, because at the end of the day, your business is not for you, but for your clients. I mean, It is for you in terms of your satisfaction and how much money you want to make and all that. But externally, it needs to be for and focused on your ideal clients, on your dream clients and people that you want to attract and get as your clients. On your website, you will have your own portfolio. Portfolio is really important. And if you don't have enough portfolio pieces, and I talk about this all the time, you can just create conceptual projects, which is basically when you come up with a name for of a company, and then you design everything for them. You design a logo, you design a website, you design stationery, or whatever else you want to be hired for in the future. Because whatever you want, you want to be hired in the future, you need to include that in your portfolio so that future potential clients can see what you're capable of through your portfolio. So you come up with a name of a company or, you know, whatever you want that conceptual project to be. Now I'm talking about, you know, maybe building brands, but let's say you do illustrations and you want to work on a kid's book. You come up with a name for that kid's book and then you illustrate everything Put that in your portfolio and write descriptions. So descriptions in your portfolio are, that's basically a content that helps your future potential clients understand how the process goes when they hire you. So how the process will go, because if they're not sure how you work, they might not hire you. 
if someone else is providing better description and they can understand someone else better than they can understand you. So what that means is that let's say you designed, a br- you did the whole brand for, um, so like visual identity for a skincare line. So let's say you designed a logo, labels, packaging, maybe a couple of social media posts for their Instagram and the website design. So in your portfolio, you want to present everything from sketches, from even like the first call with a client to how you developed that brand, how you designed everything. And then in the description, you would talk about where you searched for maybe design ideas, where colors are coming from, why you chose those fonts for the client, what is exactly that that you included in labels and why, why are labels designed that way, maybe what material they're going to use when they print those labels, what exactly needs to be on the box, how the process went, how many times you talked to the client how many revisions you guys had, you know, things like that. Of course, if the project doesn't go well, don't include how many revisions you had, but you get a point. It's really important for clients to understand how the process looks like. So describe that process to make people contact you sooner than later. So that's basically it when it comes to your visual brand. You know, you have a simple logo, simple website, easy to read fonts, and a portfolio that walks people through the process of how you do things and how you work with clients because they want to know how they would work with you too. From here, you know, you might be posting on Instagram or LinkedIn, depending on where your client is at, and then all your posts would need to match your brand. And as a designer, I'm sure you already know that. So you would use the same fonts, same colors and everything so that when people click on your Instagram, on your LinkedIn, on your Behance and your website, they're like, okay, this is the same brand. This is the same designer who I, you know, want to work with. Now, the other very important very, very important thing that I want to talk about is that your visuals are not that important to a client. They're not going to hire you based on your logo. They're not going to hire you based on your colors. They're not going to hire you based on your, I don't know, contact form on your website. They might hire you based on your portfolio. So that is something you really need to pay attention to and develop professionally. And, you know, they don't care about those details because when they land on your website, everything needs to be heavily focused on what results you can provide to your clients. If they want to grow their skincare line, for example, if they want to make more sales, then you should talk about designing labels and boxes that would attract their potential customers so that they can make more sales, That is way more appealing to your future potential clients than talking about, I design logos, I design labels, I design websites. They don't care about that. You know, they care about the end results, which is growing their own businesses. And now here I'm talking about positioning. This is not your visual identity anymore. However, it's a part of your brand. So content strategy is something that's very important in every business. So if you talk about your services constantly, and if your business is focused on you, you will not grow to the levels that you want, as at least not as fast as you would if you were to focus on your ideal clients. Again, you know, I just mentioned that example 
where you're talking, for example, about your labels and what services you provide versus the results your clients can get from you. So if you're someone who talks about logos and websites and colors a lot, maybe you should figure out how to talk to your clients not from the perspective of this is what I do, but this is what you get. These are, these are the results you will get from or like after working with me. So to summarize this episode, your logo, colors, website are not that important. It is important that you have something nicely designed and professionally looking. You know, at the end of the day, you are a business owner, you're a graphic designer, but it doesn't have, it shouldn't be <laughs> overly designed. You shouldn't have super complicated logo and website and something that's hard to remember. Maybe not even something that's easy to remember, just something that's like neutral. So something that they don't care about because they shouldn't care about your own brand. They should care about your portfolio and results they're getting from you. So something's very, very simple. And then from there, really put all of your energy into building the portfolio that's going to attract your ideal clients. And if you don't know who your ideal client is, then I suggest you work on your business plan and figuring that out first. I hope that this episode helped you. And if you have any questions, let me know. Thank you for joining us today on The Profitable Graphic Designer. In addition to this podcast, we have created some amazing online courses to help you set up your business, get more clients, and scale to the income level you desire. If you need help developing your freelance portfolio so it stands out, if you want to learn how to create proposals new clients will say yes to, if you're still trying to figure out how much to charge for your services, and if becoming the go-to designer for your dream clients is your goal this year, then I invite you to enroll in my signature 12-week program, The Profitable Designer, or one of our other specialized online courses. To learn more about the programs and get started, visit aventiveacademy.com. See you next time.